0: This is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. Disney is busy trying to figure out what it can do to address theme parks around the world, reopening them during this pandemic, while trying to open up new attractions it previously announced it would build. Yet a new challenge arises with Dinoland at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Not only has the primeval world been shut down for good, but Universal's Islands of Adventure is about to put a new spin on all things dinosaur with its new Jurassic World Velocicoaster. Dinoland at this time needs a fix. A big one would be nice, and we'll talk about those, but that would not necessarily be feasible given the current economic and healthcare situation we are in. Still, a shorter, more feasible fix could not only serve to brighten up the space, but keep people in the park longer and spending more. We look at the endangered situation Dinoland is in and at three short-term, long-cost options for addressing its plight. Make sure that you check out our podcast post at disneyatplay.com It's attached to this podcast and it really showcases a lot of images and visuals that help uh, share and showcase what I'm trying to um, present as options for Dinoland, Dinoland moving further. But first, let's talk about the endangered troubles it is in. Dinoland has needed fixing nearly since... It opened on April 22nd of 1998 with the entire park. In the early days, there was nothing beyond the ride, the playground, the gift shop, and the restaurant. There was a Cretaceous Trail, which continually became encroached on over time, making it smaller and smaller. To make up for the lack of attractions, there was a tented dinosaur museum-like exhibition. There was also a fossil preparation lab where guests could observe through windows the tedious process of preparing Sue, which was the name given to this largest Tyrannosaurus ever found. In came, over time, Chester and Hester's Dynorama, with the primeval world, Triceratops spin, and fossil fun games. The story was that as the Dino Institute grew in popularity, Chester & Hester, who had already had a flourishing gas station from passing visitors, deter- determined they would take the parking lot across the street and create a tourist trap all themed around dinosaurs. In some ways, it was a tongue-in-cheek look at tourist traps along Road 66, with a color scheme that seemed to align with the infamous south of the border on I-95 in South Carolina. What was supposed to be an addition to Disney's animal kingdom during the wake of difficult economic times became only a further eyesore. It was painful. It really, honestly, in my view, has been since it opened the worst themed experience in any Disney theme park globally, even compared to places at Disney Paris well Disney um, Paris Studios, which looked in some places more like an office complex. At least it was a clean looking office complex. This was this has been the worst. And I, I know Joe Rohde's ideas around it being kind of a tongue-in-cheek kind of um, look at and play on on, on roadside um, tourist traps, but it has never worked. You're standing in the middle of this thing on a hot August day, with asphalt bringing in every element of heat to the humidity and sunshine already pouring down, it's it is a blistering place to be on a summer day. And it and while it has some redemptive qualities at night, it's a little prettier at night. Honestly, it is a pathetic piece of property, and it just has never improved. Um, Meanwhile though, Universal competed against Disney's Animal Kingdom by opening up Islands of Adventure with an entire land dedicated to Jurassic Park based on the blockbuster film of 1993. It had an impressive playground and two thrilling attractions. um, One that was too short and another with poor animatronic dinosaurs. Plus restaurants, gift shops, and a little bit more. It too countered by making poor choices like adding games of chance along the trail. That said, however, the park announced a few months ago what everybody had been watching in terms of construction, that Jurassic World Velocicoaster is now coming to Islands of Adventure in summer of 2021. Everyone's known this for some time, but no one at Universally Formally announced it until about uh, September of this year. This this, um, this attraction will send guests out of the station at high speeds using a magnetic launch system. According to limited details shared by Universal, Velocicoaster will include two launches, one of which will hit 70 miles per hour in 2.4 seconds. That's a little faster than rock and Roller Coaster. It is believed that the second launch will catapult the trains up the rides. So it's like this 155 foot what's referred to as a top hat tower because it's almost like a bowler hat. You go up and then over and down. Um, it has a short crest at the apex and an equally steeped drop coming down. So it resembles the classic formal hat. And at any rate, it'll send guests Creating down the other side at a dicey 80 degree angle. Which is nearly, I mean, think about it, 90 degrees is completely straight down. So 80 degrees is nearly just that. This is not a competitor. The Universal is not doing this largely to, uh, across the board right now, to Disney's Animal Kingdom's Dino Land. As much as it is doing it to Disney to Disney's Tron and Guardians of the Galaxy coasters. But it does add a, a stamp of disappointment on Dinoland. That also comes in the wake of Primeval World closing for good. That was sorely needed as two cast members over the years had died while working on the operation of the attraction. The Wild Mouse-style attraction had a sister um, uh, ride in the UK Um, It was only one, if you remember, Primeval World was actually not one, but two um, uh, mirrored coasters. This was just one coaster um, in the UK, and it had a child fall out of the ride vehicle while in motion, just after that Disney temporarily closed the attraction afterwards. And while it has since reopened, it's only done so for seasonal purposes. Um, In the wake of the pandemic, Bob Chapik finally announced that it was being officially closed and has not reopened. In fact, I think I saw some images last week on uh, Twitter showing uh, the ride vehicles being moved out of the park. So that that day is done. that's not we're not coming back apparently to this apparently um, any rate, for whatever reason, um, there needs to be, Something done with this land. What we have now is a a parking lot, a rough asphalt parking lot with one spinner ride and this big piece of metal um, just sticking up. And it's and it's really about as unattractive as could be. As bad as it was before, it's now worse because it's not it's not its major signature attraction is not working now. Over the last couple of years, there have been some really great, even grand ideas that have been put on the table. There have been rumors that maybe some of these things were happening. I would be in favor of any of these four things. The first, um, uh, the first has been then probably the most recent has been an Indiana Jones retheming of the land, um. What could you do with Indiana Jones taking over all that? Yes, he's he's really um, an archaeologist responsible for finding old um, stuff. But if you think about, for instance, um, the um, Indiana Jones adventure at Disneyland, much of it is is really about being in a bed of snakes and snakes are animals. And could you do some things... What could you do? What could you do with an art, uh, archaeologist finding dinosaurs in the effort to finding, you know, a, um, a, a buried treasure? It, it, it just suggests some possibilities. And since Indiana Jones is now part of the intellectual property of the Walt Disney Company, why not do something? Now, some people will say, "Well, why not do it over the studios?" But if Disney was smart, like Universal smart, and it spreads its Um, Harry Potter across several theme parks, why wouldn't you take something like Indiana Jones if you could in in an appropriate way and spread it across several theme parks? So that's one possibility. The second is doing a Zootopia attraction, similar to what's going on in Shanghai. Now I'm a little hard pressed to know exactly what the attraction is that's going into Shanghai. Disneyland. Um, we've seen some wonderful images of what it looks like on the external side. We've seen some construction photos. What the construction photos look like for me is they tend to look like they have a footprint that is about the size of It's a Small World. Now Shanghai Disneyland does not have an It's a Small World. Um, it, doesn't, it does have a boat ride and an amazing boat ride with Pirates of the Caribbean Battle for the Sunken Treasure, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but it it doesn't have a small world like simple go along the river kind of thing. I think the Zootopia attraction, if you were to, to do something, would be to go into the different biomes of Zootopia in the same way you go into the different, um, different uh, continents in Small World and you display these very funny scenes of of, dino- of animals similar as you do in Zootopia. And I think that attraction would be very perfect for Disney's Animal Kingdom. The problem is, is whatever's going into that footprint in Shanghai, that footprint doesn't quite exist at, at Walt Disney World um, in that space. Um, in that space of Dino Land, you don't have enough space to put that kind of attraction in there. It's it just, you don't have it. Um, behind where um, that former coaster is, is actually a, um, a riverbank where they bank all the boats for what has been the character cavalcades and previous to that, um, Rivers of Light. And, and other things that have gone through there. So there's not a lot of space to do something of that size. You'd have to tear up much of Land to really put in something like that. So I don't see that being the answer, although I think it ought to go somewhere, in, somewhere else in Disney's Animal Kingdom, because there is space elsewhere. Third idea was to create a water boat attraction utilizing the Omnimover ride-style system found in Shanghai Disneyland's Battle of the... Pirates of the Caribbean, Battle of the Sunken Treasure. That boat is very cool because it actually moves. And like an Omnimover vehicle, like in the Haunted Mansion, it moves in the direction that the artist wants to see you, have you see what's going on. It can do the same thing and it's very cool. Um, but what would that involve? Is it is it a water dinosaur ride in the same way that... Um, um, you know, the, the dinosaur ride itself is a land dinosaur, right? So what is it that you're going to put in it is, is the question that's, that hasn't really been answered on that one. Um, the, the fourth one, um, is the idea of doing a wooden style coaster known as the excavator. This actually was an original idea that you will see when you look at original drawings for Disney's animal kingdom. This was going to be in this area, and it was going to... Um, it, it looked like a traditional uh, wooden roller coaster, but it would have been set in the context of an excavation site, an archeological excavation site. I can't help but think that this was placed on the back burner to be, to be built later on, and in its wake came the idea of doing Expedition Everest as a coaster and by golly, that was a smart decision if that's what they did, because Expedition Everest delivers in an amazing way uh, as a coaster, it is very, very superb. Um, I certainly, of these four options, Indiana Jones, Utopia, uh, Omnum over boat ride or a wooden style coaster, I'm in favor of any of these possibilities. But frankly, I'm uncertain that we're going to see any of these in the next five to eight years. Meanwhile, we still have this very sad carnival-occupied parking lot serving as the worst-themed attraction in any Disney theme park globally. So I would like to maybe suggest some lower-cost, easier-to-implement attraction ideas. Not that... um, uh, Not that I wouldn't welcome any of the previously rumored. I'd rather go with those ideas. I just think that with the pandemic and all that is on Disney's plate, there needs to be a quicker, lower cost fix. And by the way, if I were to go with all the previous four, I'd probably go with the Zootopia. It just goes so well with the concept of Disney's Animal Kingdom. I would put Zootopia in, but again, it has to go in a different place. and there are possibilities, but it would have to go in a different place. So any rate, with all that in mind, um, here are the three ideas that I have for addressing what is not working with Dinoland. The first is to beautify Dinorama. Dynorama is to Disney's Animal Kingdom as to what Paradise Pier was to Disney's California Adventure before there was a makeover into Pixar Pier, uh, they need to keep the carnival aspect in this, but make it much more attractive place to be in. In fact, in my uh, show notes on the or in the uh, in the post that I have on DisneyAtPlay.com, you can see comparisons. You can see the old Dinosaur Jack Sunglass kiosk that used to be there, and now there's a roadside. And then, of course, our roadside dino here in dinorama it's, its its just hugely odd that we have both had these two dinosaurs, and they've both been kind of symbols of what's not been working. Um, although I will say our dinosaur looks a whole lot better than than uh, Dinosaur Jacks, um, but um, that was standing. What I'm talking about doing here is to focus on the following. Keep the carnival look, but create a park-like element. Um, Lots of landscaping, lots of shade. Put in park benches to sit and enjoy. Put in some water features. Use bold, bright colors. There are some really good colors that are around there, but then there are these warmer yellows and oranges that have never really quite worked but the magentas and the greens and the blues they do work um add a couple of fun but beautiful carnival style attractions um that have some kind of dinosaur theme to it make sure that the park looks as beautiful during the day as it does at night which it doesn't look too bad at night but um but it, it certainly needed and then most importantly get rid of the asphalt thing the idea of putting in a parking lot that was a stupid 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 idea that was a cheap idea you put in even asphalt that looks worn and has cracks this is not even this is so anti-disney i can't even this is far more anti-disney than paradise pier ever was so um and below in in um in uh, my uh, post at Disney and Play, I show some pictures from Pixar Pier and you could see the use of bright and beautiful colors. It, colors that work in the day, colors that work at night. I take a image of the um, Chance area. Um, they, they have games of chance, kind of situated a little differently, but they're really beautifully uh, uh, fronted with buildings that look really nice. And then remember that uh, um, that Paradise Pier, now Pixar Pier, embraces a, a nighttime show, World of Color, that is, that is colorful and entertaining and very Disney. Part of this land's problem is its connection with the adjoining nighttime show, which has also been eliminated, Rivers of Light. Now, I frankly... I'm frankly, was not that much against Rivers of Light. I think it needs more tweaking, not elimination. It was declared eliminated. At the same time, they eliminated Primeval World, But I don't think it's, I don't think it's so bad. I think it just needs addressing. Could, could some uh, Disney characters be placed on the boats which were made empty, which were emptied out and just made like running boats around without anybody on them, so could characters be on the boats? Could um, could there be better water projection screens? Um, there's some things that could be done to really fix that show and be brought back in. It needs a nighttime element. I love Disney's Animal Kingdom at night. Uh, this is a missing opportunity as well, but but again, our focus is on Dino Land. But it it does need to be addressed. So, at any rate, that's the first easy fix. Just make Dynorama a beautiful dinorama instead of this ugly parking lot. The second would be to go and emphasize what I refer to as the Diggs County, Indiana Jones Route 66 theme. The Route 66 style gas station that you find, um, Chester and Hester's um, uh, gas station, which serves as the more formal exit to uh to the dinosaur attraction. That is not a bad gas station. It it needs a lot of dusting from time to time, but the theming is very whimsical and very clever and fun. And it brings us back to a time and place that I think guests long to go to. Uh, It's the same kind of theme that has been played out successfully in Cars Land at at um, Disney's uh, California Adventure. But in this instance, let's go back to the original backstory of Diggs County. Let's make it a place that is along a highway, seldom seen by others, in a time that has been somewhat lost, probably late 40s, early 50s. The gas station is a great stepping off place for the thematic setting. And if you study some of the details and some of the murals in there, that might give you some idea of how you might theme out this land. Um, Outside billboards also offer clues as to the approach one might take on this land. What we're trying to do here is emphasize the connection up to the original part of the land, especially to Dino Institute and um, and to this area. There's a billboard, I show an image that you don't normally see unless you walk toward the back of behind the restrooms, between the restrooms and the um, 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 Primeval world ride. And I think it gives a lot of suggestion as to what this themed area might look like. Um, What you find in this is the idea of nature and trails. It's a very green area. The second thing is you sense a connection to uh, a rural community, a larger community, and kind of a farming community settled up against the mountains. And then the final concept is this guy in the front foreground who's hiking, who honestly looks a little bit like he is uh, Indiana Jones. The Boneyard has an established date of having been established in 1947. Does that give us a sense of the timeline this land could further itself into? Could this play out a post-World War II theme, going into the 1950s? Um, the theming also plays out beautifully in portions of Restaurantosaurus. If uh, there are portions of this restaurant I absolutely love, and a couple of little corners where the um, uh, that that do not work, but but in one section there is this airstream trailer that's been put in half and you can go in and dine in it and it's just very clever maybe i could do a whole podcast just on the theming in this restaurant and maybe i need to do that but but it, it really evokes a certain time period and i think that period could be easily be played out another couple of themes that could be played out and i have noticed this that there are often guests gathered in front of what is actually the one and only crocodile in the park. There are no alligators, but uh, there is one uh, and only uh, kind of Florida crocodile found much more in the Miami-Dade area. It's a huge guy and he just sits there all alone. But I can't help but think, could there be much more in terms of alligators and crocodiles in this area? This is This is something that folks do love and people come from worldwide. The the number of people who go to Gatorland is crazy silly, when in reality you could provide a few of those kinds of things to give people enough of a taste of having seen gators. I also know that Indy hates snakes, but we really don't have anything dedicated to snakes. And so could this be part of the charm of presenting some of those things as well? The other image I present, this photo is off of the back of Restaurantosaurus and it's of a berm and it suggests a beautiful landscaping setting. Some of the landscaping here is just very natural and beautifully done. It could be carried out into the same area to make, to make a great attraction. Now, the problem is what do you go do with, um, with this space that has been used for primeval world? Well, a new attraction could possibly come in the form of what is uh, the Raging Spirits attraction in Tokyo Disneyland and the Andy Indiana Jones uh, roller coaster attraction uh, Temple du Pêle, um in Disneyland Paris. It's a somewhat generic ride system built by Intamin in the same way as similar to to um, to to uh, um, primeval world which was a generic ride system that was rethemed out um, it also was an attraction uh, which could be ridden backwards i did that um, at disneyland paris and found it to be really very cool i'm not sure that a roller coaster is what is needed at disney's animal kingdom but if you're going to do one this is a perfect space to do that and you could create the sense and i've added some images from the post of the archaeological sites that um, are worked on at Tokyo Disney to give this sense of theming. And this whole thing could be played out in the same way to give an archeological feel to the area. And, uh, and you could add a bit of Indiana Jones theming here, even to the dinosaur ride. Most uh, people who listen to this podcast probably know that the Indiana Jones adventure has the same footprint as the dinosaur adventure which is probably why the dinosaur ride is not as liked as as um by people because they keep comparing it to the indiana jones ride it's really not a bad ride it's just the dinosaurs are great in that ride i think the problem if i were to make one change to the dinosaur attraction is to add an s to the end of the title and make it dinosaurs because really your focus is on one dinosaur well actually two dinosaurs one one this guy chasing after you and one that you've been trying to chase after yourself so you it's like two dinosaurs really but but really what needs to happen is you need to have lots of dinosaurs all those blacked out areas needs to have dinosaurs and you just need to tumble through there you can keep it kind of moving through and yeah you could be chased by the by the one Cretaceous creature at the end, but Carnosaurus uh, um, at the end, but why can't you have more dinosaurs? What happened to the dinosaurs at the Universe of Energy? Why can't they be brought into all this? So that's kind of where I keep coming from in terms of addressing the needs of this land is to put in a Diggs County, Indiana Jones theme, uh, uh, a ride like, The Intamin one that's in Paris and in Tokyo Disney is an easy fix compared to doing some of the bigger, grander things um, that are out there. Now, the third idea completely goes in a totally different direction. I'm proposing a Duckburg Dino Celebration. The idea behind Donald's Dino Bash, which was launched uh, months, well, the better part of a year before the pandemic, was the belief that ducks are a descendant of dinosaurs and that dinosaurs even had feathers. Also, ducks and dinosaurs and crocodilians all laid their eggs on land. So there were all these little comparison points were kind of informative and educational, but Disney took it and made created this bunting that was beautiful and fun and made a little bit of a celebration of it. And what was simply a revived meet and greet experience suddenly became... Very popular as people searched out the possibility of meeting famous characters like Lunchpad, um, McQuack or Scrooge McDuck. This was the crowds here were very popular for this. And so my thought is, um, while the meet and greets and and the meet and greets uh, did do much to inform how some thematic detailing might play out if there was a Duckburg Dino Bash experience in Dinoland, We've had a Mickey Toontown Fair that took advantage of those birthday tents that we had for so long. Why not a Donald Dino Duckburg Carnival? What could be done to play out that kind of concept and thought? Um, imagine they re-themed Chippendale with these Triceratops costumes. Imagine that the Triceratops spin added a Chippendale component with maybe Chippendale um, uh, uh, poking out of the top of the Triceratops spin. Um, Or imagine that uh, there was a Green Army man parachute jump in Toy Story Land at Hong Kong and Disneyland Paris. Imagine if you redid that in some way with to a themed lunch pad McQuack pterodactyl drop or something to get a sense of what pterodactyls. So you had maybe one of those. Or could a carousel with dinosaurs be possible? I mean, after all, Disneyland Resort has two carousels, the traditional King Arthur one in Disneyland and then a um, Jesse's Roundup carousel Toy Story themed in Pixar Pier. Why not have another carousel with dinosaurs that you you go around on? Um, I'm not a big fan of off-the-shelf carnival rides, but I think anything here um, is is better than currently nothing. And I think those options could be implemented within a year or so, not 10 years down the road, leaving us with, again, a, a dead parking lot. Anyway, those are my three... Thoughts. One is just to beautify um, Dynorama as it is and just make it really park-like and lovely. Another is to play on the Diggs County Indiana Jones theme, uh, Route 66 kind of theme, and take it there. And the th- and the third is to create a Duckburg Dino celebration that um, furthers what was done with Donald's Dino Bash. At any rate, I'd love to see something in the not too distant future to help save Disney's Animal Kingdom in this corner because really people love dinosaurs. People want more of dinosaurs. I ended up going over to Disney's Animal Kingdom the other day because my son, who's kind of particular in what he loves, found a Donald Duck plush themed to the Donald Duck Dino Bash. And so I went over to the souvenir shop to find that plush Donald. And uh, and fortunately found that they still had them even though they are not doing the um, character meet and greets or anything of the Donald Dino bash uh, uh, right now. They still have these characters and it was my son's favorite Christmas present uh, when he opened up gifts on Christmas day. So there is possibilities on all this and it doesn't have to wait 10 years to make it happen. Hopefully, we'll see something much sooner. Well, hey, that brings us to a close on this Disney at Play podcast. We appreciate you joining us and we hope that you do a couple of things. First of all, make sure you subscribe to this podcast because there are many more coming your way in the days to come. Secondly, if you get a chance, go out to J. Jeff Kober on our YouTube channel and sign up for that because we offer YouTubes. Make sure you visit disneyatplay.com and register there so that you get notifications when new podcasts come in. And then finally, check out our new Patreon site. Our new Patreon site is dedicated to Disney fans who want to know more about Disney details And it is providing exclusive videos and podcasts and um, interactive apps that you cannot get anywhere else. Plus, right now, we're inviting people to donate because their donation goes directly to help homeless here in Orlando. People who have been put out, who had rides. Actually, I must say, we helped deliver presents at Christmas and they were not necessarily homeless. There were people just on very low-paying jobs, most of them working here in jobs here at Disney, at Universal, at, um, uh, on the streets of 192 and in International Drive, and they needed help with their families. Help and Embrace Celebration did this amazing job of providing Christmas gifts to, to nearly 100 kids over Christmas that's what your donation goes to in Patreon uh, for the next three months and uh, so please join our little group here and we promise you will get value for your donation all that said and done we hope that you have a great holiday and uh, we will be back with you soon in the words of Sinbad storybook voyage always follow the compass of your heart have a great day we'll see you real soon